0: G'day mate, Forty here. This is my first live streaming in two weeks. I've been hard at work, but obviously not on live streaming. Though I've made a lot of notes for live streams I want to do, such as, God forbid, these two dummies, Andrew Tate and, oh, Russell, Russell Brand. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to decode these, guys I don't want to pay them any attention because I just get you know almost nothing out of anything they have to say or do but uh might as well dig into them because they they embody so much of right-wing discourse in particular. But I've mainly been busy over the past few months coming through the archives of my blog lukeford.net picking out my best blog posts. But In the course of picking out my blog posts, I've been wading through so much detritus, (laughs) so much trash, so much self-indulgence, so much grandiosity and narcissism, and just so often I see myself writing in ways to make myself as repellent as possible. Why on earth do I feel such a tremendous drive to become as repellent as possible? Uh, maybe it's you know, living out the rejection I felt in childhood. And It's like, oh, you know, I'll give you good reason to reject me. I'll reject you first. I stand apart. Uh, maybe some of it's testing, will you really stand by my side? Will you really be a good friend? Let me test you. Uh, uh, some of us just... Attention seeking in the quickest way, often to get attention is to be highly offensive. But whatever the reason, there's just so much in my archives that I do not like, that I want to stand apart from. And so, for the past two months, I haven't been doing much live streaming. I've been performing surgery on my archives, like trying to rescue really bad blog posts. Try to turn them into halfway decent ones. Try to turn some decent blog posts into better ones. So some of my work just cannot be salvaged. It must be removed from public circulation. It's that bad. Then some work is like, oh yeah, I feel good about it. But overall it's just been an incredibly humbling experience. And humbling as in returning to reality. You know, I just see the grandiosity, the overestimation of my own abilities, the, the outsized desire to be repellent and offensive as possible. And uh, I got thrilled with that, and I just see so much of it, and it returns me to reality. Whew. So there's some good stuff in there, but it's like... good stuff amid often amidst a trash heap so I've been trying to clean up the trash heap and polish the good stuff and currently, back to September of 2014 so I've gone through almost oh nine years of my archives in the past two months so I'll be spending 12 or so hours a week on it and I plan to take the best blog posts, polish them up even more, need to list them under the hi- Highlights banner on the top of my blog. And uh, try to improve them, try to decode the major themes. Thank you. See, yeah, see where I've been, see the journey. what can be combined and transformed and improved it's uh, humbling right <laughs> that's the main experience it's like oof, oh oh i don't like that i don't like that it's just unnecessarily offensive degrading to people and shoddy, and sloppy, and meretricious, and buying into conspiracy theories, and and, uh, false tropes. My God, that's what I'm cleaning up to do, so. I consistently liked my online production since February of 2020. So, Definitely lost most of my audience and the, you know, the compelling nature of my show. I had it dramatically diminished since I parted waves with Kevin Michael Grace. But I like when I'm producing more. Okay, I can stand behind it now. It's funny, so when you do things that you like, you like yourself more for. That, may well very be when you're a live stream that not nearly as many other people will enjoy your production but uh, I guess perhaps I'd like to think I'd like to fight on myself but as I get older I'm able to put more and more stock on what I think about what I'm doing and less stock on what other people in general think now there's so many people I respect like Glib Medley. he's got a very sharp eye he always had a very sharp eye uh, respect his critiques it's uh, kind of painful looking at uh, uh, your your past work and so much of the the shoddy right wing thinking that I see now right i I embodied like that there are these perfidious elites you know, out to screw over the American people in the West. Right? That was stuff that I was pumping out 2014, 2015, probably through to 2020 to varying degrees. Now I come to view elites as, you know, just as flawed as you or me, no more no less. It's leaving, but now that I don't stay live streams, muzzle tough funny when you do, do live streams or you do anything that you're really passionate about, yeah. so, or just life in general just so easy to get absorbed in what I want, but so I've gotten older, I recognize that many streams that I enjoyed making are not good for other people, not good for many of the people that I'd bring onto the show, so the shows become a lot safer, more sterile, and not nearly as many guests and definitely limits the entertainment value. But uh, I guess it's a little more not quite safety first, but careful, go, no, go, um, Not exactly safety first, but a little more safety, more reasonable and responsible. Yeah, I'm. I'm taking. I'm taking my relationships and trying to then look at my blog posts. Okay, okay these blog posts can grow up with my best interests, with my most important relationships. And taking on the challenge of rewriting many arguments to make them more accessible for a wider audience, more socially acceptable, uh, less needlessly offensive, uh, more nuanced. So for example uh, back in the 1930s I believe there there weren't uh, many of the disparities in prison populations that, that you see now. So in the 1930s they're about three and a half to four times white people in in prison as black people. And then that ratio dramatically changed after the 1960s Civil Rights Revolution. So the reason there are so many black people in prison now is obviously not 100% genetic, right? Social factors, civil rights agitation, policy, liberals taking charge of public discourse, academia, education increasing parts of policing and criminal justice has resulted in a dramatic change in that racial ratio in prison populations so that was Steve Saylor's critique of the New York philosopher Michael Levin and his book on race, so Michael Levin was mugged a lot of times by black people and uh, in his book on race, he doesn't offer many solutions for how we can all live together right, and how we can arrive at some you know, pro-majority and pro-black approaches to criminal justice that was a Steve Saylor's Amazon book review on Michael Levin's book on race I saw a lot of good stuff in my archives that I want to talk about back in 2014, I was talking about the need to build a wall on the southern border <laughs> need to end Muslim immigration. I wonder, did Donald Trump steal his campaign themes from Look4Net? Well, obviously that's absurd, but many, many most of his campaign themes there. My blog post from 2014 and early 2015 before he ever started running for president, crack down on illegal immigration, build a wall, and Islamic immigration from certain countries, right? You know, Muslims are not a a homogeneous thing. Right, Muslims from South Asia, to the best of my knowledge, commit, you know, very very little, if any, uh, terrorism. It right, wasn't terrorism comes from a particular group of Muslims. So I'm trying to become more nuanced in my old age. All right, next big next show I want to do is decoding the cat question. So Australia's cracking down on its cats because they kill so much native wildlife seems really racist and speciesist to me.